Well, hello and good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Monday Morning Recap. My name is Matt and I am here with Pastor Todd. Good morning. Pastor Jamal. Yo. And Pastor Bonnie. Hello. And uh, I think I just changed up the order on you guys. I usually start with Pastor Jamal. But, uh, you know, anyway, Pastor Todd uh, hosted this meeting over Zoom. So I was giving you the shout out first this week. Anyway, <laughs> uh, wanted to check. Did you guys, did any guys watch the Disney sing-along this past weekend? Did you catch that? Oh, I did not. You know what I did watch, though? Uh, Mass Singer did the same thing from, like, this past Wednesday. They had on all their Mass Singers who have been revealed, and they did a sing-along. Oh, okay. Oh, right, well, that's cool. So, so still a sing-along this weekend. I actually didn't know about that, that that was I'm, happening. I missed that. We've been, we've been trying to follow Mass Singer every week, and so we got on, like, we got all set on Hulu on Thursday night to, like, watch the episode from Wednesday, the Wednesday before, mm-hmm. and there was nothing there. It was it was the only episode that we watched the week before, and I'm like, "Where's the new episode?" But uh, I did. We did we did free on demand. That's how I saw it. Oh, uh, okay, cool. All right, so it'll probably be on this week. But um, but I did watch the Disney one. Um, that was fun. You know, I had fun. Yeah, the Disney one was good. I thought. Yeah, Rebecca and I enjoyed it. And then uh, Rebecca really loved when they played High School Musical at the end. That was yeah. like, oh, that was like the icing on the cake. Leah was freaking out that all the like original like some of the original people when they were popping in she's like oh my goodness oh my goodness it's him it's him she was freaking out about that because she loves all those movies yeah Yeah. see I'm 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 I think the generation right before high school musical when everybody was talking about it I'm like "Mm -hmm." so so that's uh, not me high school musical I I was in high school when they were coming out or middle school to high school when they were coming out and like it was the thing to bash on them but i mean every single everybody watched them so and then then rebecca and i watched through 13 reasons why because we were like oh yeah we talked about this all i thought all the teenagers watched through it and they really just watched like one episode so here i am torturing myself (laughs) through the series and it was so depressing so at the at the end rebecca and i are like let's watch through high school musical i need some positivity (laughs) it's like the better version (laughs) So, yep. nice. There was also the uh, the One World together, also on I believe, like the streaming concerts or whatever. Yeah, I, I watched that one too. I don't know if you guys watched that one. Yeah, yeah. I didn't watch that. We missed that one. We did see. We did watch the uh, Andrea Bocelli uh, special where he's singing. He was in the cathedral alone and just singing. That was that was really crazy because he's just in this huge cathedral singing to no one but it was i don't know he's he's a he i i just he's such so it's such a powerful singer so yeah he's incredible i well, i didn't catch that i wanted to watch that i think it's on youtube now though it is it's great it. it's great all right guys well i wanted to talk about the sunday sermon from this past week pastor jeff started a brand new series called mission possible and actually, I wanted to start with this, even before we kind of talk about some of the points that I thought he brought up that were really good and definitely worth a discussion. Even right now, talking about Mission Possible, why do you think it's important that we even talk about mission right now, like the mission of Jesus? You know, we think of missions. Our church really supports global missions. And then he had a um, he challenged us with like a local missions uh, community project our church is going to do and stuff like that. But why, even before we get into the message, you know, you may have heard the message or see that and be like, why are we talking about that? Like, isn't, 
it tight right now financially for people we're kind of scared like should we really be doing a missions push like um in that way so why do you think that maybe is important for this time because i think missions is ultimately what churches do whether they can meet physically or not it's 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 not um I read a thing, and I don't remember. I don't remember where I read it, but it was about Paul, who was a missionary from prison. I mean, he couldn't meet with people, he couldn't go and talk with people necessarily face to face. But yet, even being confined to prison, he was still being an, a missionary. He was still sharing his faith, and I think that's the point. Is just because things right now are where we're a little bit more isolated doesn't mean we can't still be active in sharing our faith. Yeah, and I mean, you know, our church, I mean, you know, what do I say, Pastor Jeff or my dad? Um, <laughs> Pastor Dad has said from the beginning that, um, you know, God had, had shown him and spoken to him clearly about how for our church and for our church's mission that, you know, if we take care of things abroad, God will take care of things at home. And just because we're in the midst of a crisis, just because we're in the midst of a, a pandemic, I don't. I don't believe that changes God's word to us and God's, you know, command to us that, you know, if we're faithful with things outside of our church, outside of our community, um, you know, our homes, I mean, um, you know, if we're faithful to the mission outside of ourselves, that he will be faithful to think to our to meet our needs and, and be faithful. And, and I mean, just in general, in my life, you know, beyond, beyond the mission and the, you know, mandate that he's given our church just beyond that. I mean, I've always, I've always stayed true to that, that, you know, if I remain faithful to God and in obedience to God in every area of my life, whatever it is, um, you know, even if it feels impossible or like a sacrifice, um, if I just remain faithful and obedient, you know, God will remain faithful to uh, to me and to bless our lives and to give us more abundantly than we even ask or, expect um that's always been true in my life so yeah <clears throat> sorry uh yeah no i agree with uh what you were saying pastor todd about it is the mission of the church it's like the last words from jesus to his disciples were you know go uh and so i think that keeping that pr perspective is important and i think also just when we're talking about everything that's going on it's not it is not exclusive to America, right? It is a global issue. And so it's, um, it makes sense to keep a global perspective about how, you know, other people in the world are affected by this. And, um, and, and, I, and I think that, yes, I think when we talk about, I don't wanna say like, not chaos, but not, when we talk about events that happen to us, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes we do get into these um, self-preservation type kind of like mindsets and modes. Um, but if, uh, like what Pastor Bonnie was saying, um, if we continue uh, to honor what God has placed on, you know, Pastor Jeff's heart, then we won't need to have angst or fear or worry or need to, you know, get into a space of self-preservation because we know that God will sustain us, you know, despite those things, no matter what. 
Yeah. yeah, I've definitely seen that to be true in my time here. I've heard Pastor Jeff say that time and time again already. And um, I feel like I've just seen that to be true, that if we, like he said, if we take care of things abroad, God will take care of things at home. That's really awesome. And uh, like you were saying, Pastor Todd, like, what is the church without mission? Like, that's exactly what it is. And so this doesn't change. And like you said, Pastor Jamal, uh, that's important too. We're not alone in this. So, I mean, if when we read about other churches around the world, we wouldn't expect them to shrink at this point, right? We'd be like, they're, they're going to continue to do what they need to do. And so we're going to do the same thing that doesn't change because, uh, you know, things look different than normal. So those are some really great thoughts. Well, um, you know, so for this first week, Pastor Jeff shared from Luke chapter five, the story of the paralytic who had four friends that actually there's a crowd. They're trying to get to Jesus. They want him to heal him. They lower him through the roof. Jesus doesn't heal him. <laughs> he, he forgives his sins. And then the Pharisees like, what did you do? And he's like, oh, just to show you that I do have the authority to do this. I'll also heal him. And <laughs> so very famous story. Uh, Pastor Jeff said one of his favorite stories, actually. Mm. Maybe you've heard it preached. If you're listening, probably heard it preached before. It's a great story. And Pastor Jeff's points um, that he kind of derived from the passage, I thought were really, really great. And also kind of worth a discussion at the same time. They're kind of, some of them were tough. And so basically his whole thing was that, um, people matter more to God than, you know, these were his points. People matter more to God than our own personal plans. Talked about how his four friends kind of changed their plans, their schedules to help their friend. And, um, People matter more to God than meetings and crowds. Jesus stopped, even though he had a very important crowd, perhaps the most influential crowd he had ever had up to that point. He stopped to meet the needs of this person. He said people matter more to God than buildings. People matter more to God than sermons or theology. People matter more to God than our own personal comfort and feelings. <clears throat> and he had a great question at that point. He said, he's like, I often wonder what would happen. Where would their friend be? if they had not changed their schedule, if they did worry about their personal comfort, well, I don't know, it's kind of out of my way. Where would their friend be today? I thought that was like a really great point. Mm. So a couple of things, uh, you know, figured we'd talk about probably some natural questions that come up. Um, and actually we'll start with this. You know, this, um, Pastor Jeff's point number four, it's probably an interesting point. People matter to God more than sermons or theology. Mm. It's, an interesting point because, you know, we were talking a little bit actually before we hit record, you kind of think to yourself, like, wait a minute, isn't that, isn't that how we get a mission anyway? Isn't it from theology? Isn't it from knowing God's word? Isn't that how we know what to do now? And so, I don't know, maybe we could just talk about the tension a little bit there. Like, can you have a mission without theology? And also then if that's, if, you know, what's, where's Pastor Jeff coming from also when it comes to that as well? Um, so I don't know. I just kind of wanted to see what, throw that at you guys and see, yeah, I think there's a little tension going on there. I think you um, could absolutely have a mission without theology. Like everybody has, you have your own personal mission in life, you know what I'm saying? And it can be rooted in whatever it is that it's rooted in and it can be outside of God. And that could be your personal mission in life. Like, you know, some people say, you know what, my personal mission in life is to have as much money as possible. Some people's personal mission in life is to sleep with as many people as they possibly can. You know, like people can have a mission in life. Um, and I think that it doesn't need to be rooted in theology for it to be their mission. Now, 
do you need your mission to be rooted in the Lord? Yes. <laughs> like then, you know what I'm saying? Like, should your mission be rooted in what the word of God says, who God is, his character? Yes. That, that should, that should be where your mission come from. But I do think that there are people who operate outside of theology. Actually, I want to actually challenge that, Pastor Jamal, because I think people are actually functioning in their theology. It's just a theology of themselves being God or the theology of sex being a God or the theology of money being a God. Mm. So I'm not sure I'm not sure we can actually function without a theology because a mission without theology, because ultimately everything we do reflects what we think about God and what we think about others. Right. You know, maybe it's not a, maybe it's not a biblical theology, but when we do get into this idea that our entire lives, our entire lives are lived out before God. Uh, Psalms, Psalms, Proverbs says that um, we're always before his sight and he sees all of our paths. He sees all of our ways and, and everything we do actually reflects what we think, what we believe about God. So if you're pursuing things other than God, then what you're saying is those things are my savior. Those things are my, what will give me value. And so it is a theology. I'm just not sure it's a, well, I'm, it's not that I'm not sure. I know it's just not a biblical theology. It's a theology of my, my, own, my own lordship over myself you know so well that's a really good point um and actually what both of you are saying then even when it comes to that <clears throat> so you don't need a biblical theology to have a mission you don't need a biblical theology to have some kind of purpose and i mean i guess you know the point was people matter more to god than sermons or theology so is that is that almost what pastor jeff's saying hey you know what don't worry about don't worry about what the Bible says, or you don't, you don't really need to be perfect on that because people matter. Like Zach, the angle he's coming from, or what is maybe, what is he trying to challenge there? So, so I think what I, I the way I took it, um, what he was saying is, you know, the passage starts out in Luke chapter five, verse 17, that says one day as he, meaning Jesus was teaching Pharisees and teachers of the law. So, so Jesus was in this place some pretty influential people he was teaching pharisees and teachers of the law so they were there basically for um to discover what jesus believed what what his theology was they were here they were there to hear a word from jesus and so they were basically there whether whether they were having discussions or debates or um just opening themselves up to a theological lesson um that that was what they were there for. And so the way I took that point and the way I understood it, and I think this is the way it was meant to be conveyed is that people matter more than just sip simply sitting there and having a discussion about theology or biblical knowledge. In other words, like, so if you want to take it on a, on a, you know, on a, on a surface level, you know, if you're involved in a Bible study setting or, um, you know, you're having, um, you know, a small group discussion and you're talking about, you know, things in the Bible and you're, you're delving into those things, you know, having discussion about theology and um, whatever, and somebody has a need, right? There's a person in your group that has a need and, and that, that needs to be addressed. 
Is it more important to say, oh, wait a minute, hold on, hold on, hold off your need. Let's just have this discussion. You know, let's, let's talk about what the Bible says first. Let's do our lesson and then we'll address your need. Or is it more important to address that need and, you know, what's more important? Um, and then also on a deeper level too, like, you know, when we're, when we're talking to non-Christians, um, you know, what's more important? Is it more important to prove our theology to them? Is it more important to justify point. our beliefs to them or is it more important to love them and show them that we care and build a relationship with them first you know what's more important um and i think because you know jesus does value you know god does value people above all that first and foremost it's about love and care and compassion um versus just trying to you know throw our theology down their throat. <laughs> well, I have a couple of thoughts from what you said, Pastor Bonnie. First of all, I think of in Proverbs, Proverbs three twenty seven. I feel like this probably really gets at the heart of what he was saying. It says, do not withhold good from those to whom it is due when it is in your power to do it. And I think that's kind of really the big thing is as Christians, we can be focused on God's word. We can be focused on getting the right theology and miss when God wants to do something. And I just kind of from what you were saying, I thought of that. But also, um, you know what? I'm going to come back to my other point because I just I got to remember what I was going to say. Pastor Todd, were you going to say something though? Well, the, I, I guess part of what I was going to say though is that theology also dictates how we approach others in love. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and and it defines what love is and what a right relationship looks like with others. And so. I think if you're talking about the difference between just head knowledge and then theology and action, then I think just, just knowledge for the sake of knowledge puffs up. And I don't necessarily know that that's beneficial, but if, if you really truly want to love somebody, then absolutely your thought theology matters because it defines how you love people. It defines. So I, I, I know I can't, I don't, can't read pastor just mine for what he meant when he said that um if he was talking about more of are, are you just sitting there talking about something or is it in action i think is probably kind of what he was getting at but i but i think we can't throw out theology and say well i just love everybody mm. because what love really looks like is defined by our understanding of who God is and what he says, you know? So um, to just throw out theology for the sake of let's just have relationships, that, that has to be careful. I think our relationships have to be defined by our understanding of who God is and what he says is right and wrong and what even God defines love as, you know? Yeah, I think um, the picture that maybe comes to my mind is the picture of the good Samaritan Um, because here's a, here's someone who, you know, by Jewish customs of that day, they consider to be, you know, uh, on the outskirts, right? This guy is not part of the in crowd or the cool kids club. Uh, And yet his theology question mark uh, is fleshed out in the way that he treats um, the person who's on the side of the road. Um, you know, Jesus unpacks that story, you know, gives that whole, that whole deal and said, you know, when he's done with it, he says, you know, who do you like, who treated this man 
like the right way of all these different people who walk past him or ignored him, you know, and he uses like a Levite, he uses some, you know, a rabbi, he uses some, some pretty high up people to, and then to use the Samaritan and, and then say, who do you think, you know, operated the way that you think God would want you to operate? And they all answer the good Samaritan. And then his answer is cool. Now go do it. Like, it's not, you know, um, so I, that's the picture I get. And I assume that that's what pastor Jeff, means by that like that example that picture is someone who says all right cool even though functionally we don't usually you know deal with these types of people as a samaritan i'm you know still gonna go forward and do what i know to be right that's really good and i think it's probably important to point out as well pastor jeff said people matter more to god than sermons or theology so Pastor Jeff's not saying theology doesn't matter. Having a theology isn't important at all. He's saying people, specifically people, matter more to God than theology, than us having the right theology. And kind of like, um, uh, oh, and what he said in that point, this is, I thought this is such a great quote. He said, um, the best evidence of a changed life, sorry, the best evidence for truth is a changed life. Again, it doesn't mean that's the only evidence for truth. I think of what you said, Pastor Bonnie, like when you're talking to somebody who's not a believer, not a Christian, you know, you can say, well, let me prove to you my theology. Let me talk about this. I remember the first time I heard this, that like, hey, you know, you don't have to tell someone to believe the Bible to be a Christian. And that was like mind blowing for me. I'm like, what do you, what do you mean? You, you have to believe the Bible to be Christian. And I think of uh, in Acts chapter 15, they said the, the, uh, the early church was meeting together. They were trying to decide there are Gentile or non-Jewish people coming to Jesus. And they were trying to decide, should we make them live like Jewish people and adopt all these Jewish customs? And they said in verse 19, therefore, it's my judgment that we do not trouble those who are turning to God from among the Gentiles. And that's NASB. I think there's another translation that says, let's not make it more difficult for them. I, th I think there's another translation that says it. And so I think maybe that's part of the idea. Like I said, kind of what you were saying, Pastor Bonnie, I thought that was good. It's, it doesn't mean it doesn't matter. That's not what we're saying, mm -hmm. but I don't need to tell somebody, well, here, here's the reasons you should be Pentecostal. And here's, mm -hmm. you know, here's what we see in the scripture about how the Holy Spirit's poured out on people. Okay. Once you understand that now you can come to Jesus and, um, you know, now we're friends, like, like that, that I think that's maybe kind of where he's coming from. So, yeah. Yeah. And well, and Pastor Matt, just to clarify what you were saying, um, somebody doesn't have to believe the Bible to become a Christian, to become a Christian, but not to be a Christian. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm no, not but, trying to, I was trying, no, I wasn't trying to go the wrong way. No, there. but I know, I, I understood what you were saying, but you know, for our listeners out there, just to clarify, um, but yeah, there's different avenues, which people come to believe in Christ. You know, sometimes people come to believe in Christ at first because of relationship with somebody else. And so then when that, when that, you know, salvation experience happens, then it opens up, you know, the Holy Spirit enters in and opens up the mind and, and to understand and to, to read God's word and to really understand what it's saying and to then believe in it. Um, other people might go to God's word first and start to read and then, and then as they read, understand and believe and, you know, come to Absolutely. know God in that avenue. There's, there's, there's path, you know, different pathways, but you know, the same goal. So 
no, thank you for clarifying that. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah no, to what, what is a Christian? Somebody who follows Jesus. And so if you believe in Jesus, right, that's what the word says in Romans, if you um, believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you'll be saved. That's it. We don't need to add anything else. But as you're following Jesus, I think you come to a place where, where do you learn to live like Jesus in the Bible? That's where you learn it. And actually I did, I wrestled with this for a while, but like Jesus himself believed in the inspiration of scripture. Like I had to kind of go through like, why do I believe the Bible? Like I, mm. I had some, at a period of time I was like asking those questions, but, but no, thank you for clarifying that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's really good. So that's a really great point and some good discussion guys. Just thought it was good again, kind of unpacking some of that tension. I think his point was really good. And another one that's kind of interesting and, uh, you know, he brought up uh, um, people matter more, more to God than our personal plans, meetings and crowds. He also said buildings. And I mm -hmm. thought that was definitely interesting, especially for right now with coronavirus. We can't even meet in the building we normally meet in. I mean, as a church. So, you know, I think that's kind of tough, tough to hear. It's hard, but also why is that important to remember kind of for right now? And maybe to throwing this out there, what's the balance? Like, obviously the building's very important. That's where we can gather together. It's, you know, we call the sanctuary, the sanctuary. Like it's a place that we can gather together and we dedicate it to God. And that's really special. So maybe part of that question too is like, how do we balance um, our understanding of the church building, its importance to us, and also how what Pastor Jeff is saying here too. Yeah, but people matter more to God than these things. So what your guys' thoughts are on that. I I think sometimes we get caught up in a building, like the idea of um, that place is where God resides. Mm -hmm. uh, like unless I have, and, and people do it too with pastors, like unless the pastor prays for me, I need the pastor to pray for me and not necessarily mm -hmm. other believers or myself being talked to God. And, yeah. and I, I, I think, I think we can get caught up as God has to be moving at a specific location for yeah. him to be moving, or I have to be at that location in order to experience God moving. I think when scripture talks about uh, don't give up the gathering, I don't think they meant don't give up going to a specific location. I think he was talking about don't, don't give up coming together as believers. And so the building is important. So as, as it gives us a place, a point of a place to come together and gather and to see each other and to worship together, but it's actually the act of worshiping together. That is what makes that building anything, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so it, 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 we can't get caught up in the idea of, of, well, because I'm not at a specific location, I can no longer, I can no longer participate in what God's doing. And I think that is, is, is the intent that God is on the move and whether, whether we meet at, the the cross streets of these particular streets or the cross street of those cross streets of those particular places god is still on the move no matter what our address is but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't engage each other face to face 
It's just not the location isn't necessarily sacred as much as the act of coming together, you know? Yeah, what makes the building special, it's what we do together there. It's not that, like, like, like you said, I have to go there to get God. Right. I have to, that, that's where I have to go. That's where God's presence is, and I'm not going to get God's presence until I go to the building. Right. Right. It, it, it just, it provides the place for us to come together. And it's yes. important in that because it gives us a, a, I don't want to say a focal point, but like a, it gives us like a meeting place, but, but God's bigger than a place. So as long as we're coming together and, I, and to be honest, like coming together via camera is not the same as coming together face to face. So yeah. we're able to do those yeah. things right now because that's what we need to do. Uh, so it's not saying that we don't have to see each other and come together as a body of believers, but, but. Um, well, that's a good point too, because right now, you know, churches and including our church is trying to decide like when this is all over, how much of um, kind of like the online church experience will we continue because it's mm -hmm. obviously very valuable. I think more people are being reached right now, but flip side, what you're saying, what you just said, Pastor Todd is like, at the same time, you know, meeting over screens is not the same as gathering in person as well. So I think it's a really great distinction that you're pointing out about us physically being together, how that's the important thing. Right. And, and to be honest, like, how do I, how do we do some of the things the scripture commands with the laying on of hands mm -hmm. and anointing with oil, unless we come together physically, you know, so um, I was thinking of this point too on a, on a, I mean, I was thinking of it as meeting together and, and in the building, I was thinking of it on that side, but I was also thinking of it on a, on another side of like just the actual physical building, because like the whole point came, the, this whole point in the sermon, I think came about from, was referenced from, from, you know, in the passage that the friends basically took apart the roof. They basically damaged cause damage to the actual building that they were trying to get their friend into. And so like, it made me think of, um, you know, the recent um, fires in Notre Dame, right? And like how, you know, there was such destruction there. Um, but yet, as as tragic and as devastating that, as that is, because it's such a historical landmark and um, such an icon, what matters more to God? that building or the souls that were saved within it that that entered that building and were saved you know or what 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 matters more to god like a physical structure i mean i mean god forbid you know somebody you know came into our building and and caused damage and destruction to the building you know god forbid right but what matters more to god the destruction that he did on our building or the soul of the person who did that damage like that's you know, <laughs> and, yeah. and, and to, to be able to think like that is, is, is hard, but, um, you know, when I think about myself, like I grew up, my dad was a pastor, so I kind of grew up in church all the time as well. And I think about different, you know, different things my siblings did to, you know, just running around as kids, like you put yep. a hole in the wall here, <laughs> yep. you know, this and that. <clears throat> and were, were my parents upset? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, were they upset because the building was damaged? Yeah. Um, but also like, I think what's more important about, I think about, you know, you know, like 
us coming to a knowledge of God and who he is, that's the most important. And again, the building is that place, uh, a, a, a great place where we gather together to make that mm-hmm. happen. And that's what makes it special, you know, so. It just made me think about when uh, the youth the youth put a hole in the wall. Remember, Pastor Jamal, something you guys are having game night, and there was a hole or something in the wall. <laughs> you don't remember that? I think he doesn't want to go there. <laughs> I, I do not recall. That's going to be my official statement right there. I do not recall what you're speaking of. The people were more important to God. Right? The people were more important. Um, Let me build, the hole in the building, side of the, Buildings oh don't get raptured. Hey, there you go. No, okay. Wow, that just made me think Mm. of something. So, okay, so this whole point is a little different for me because I'm coming from mobile church for like eight years almost. So, Mm. you know, we didn't really like our building anyway. It was like, you know, so I think people matter more to God than the building. We kind of knew that because it was just like, dude, none of us like this building. Mm -hmm. But, oh, my gosh, did I have a moment one time this kid, you know, did something to a wall and I was going to have a heart attack and – he could have gotten hurt. So like something fell on him. (laughs) And my first thought was like, Oh my gosh, the damage that he just did. (laughs) And so I was like, I was like, I realized like I actually wasn't even thinking if he was okay. I'm like, "Uh, Hey, are you okay? He's like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm like, all right. And then like, I had to deal with it. It It's this whole ordeal I could talk about sometime, but uh, Mm. yeah, it was like a moment. I was like, the building matters more than this kid. Cause I'm Mm. like, I'm going to get in trouble. You know, we, we ruined the building. And it was like, no, like first, like, dude, are you okay? Like, all right, now that I know you're okay, what the heck's wrong with you? Why are you doing this? Like, you know, <laughs> youth ministry, man. Oh my yeah. gosh. Mm. And, and that's a very, uh, very like American struggle. Mm. You know what I mean? Cause when you're in some of these other countries where like their building is, is not, it, it is not as um, nice or as structured as their their feelings of what happens in the building or what the church is is different you know and that's why i think yes a church building is important for location a place to gather but ultimately it's it's the people coming together that is the bride of christ Mm -hmm. you know absolutely so all right um again some great discussion and again i think a little a little tension but it's it's healthy. It's good to talk about this. And again, mm-hmm. I loved the message yesterday. So want to talk about, let's move to the last point. People matter more to God than our own personal comfort or feelings. Now, before we hit record, Pastor Bonnie, you brought up a really great point. And I think that's kind of what we're really discussing with all these points that I think there's a balance or, or again, a tension. That's kind of a good word, tension to be managed. Um, does it, right. We said people matter more to God than theology. Oh, so does that mean theology doesn't matter? No, it's what's the tension there? People matter to God more than buildings. Does that mean buildings? Uh, who cares? No, there's there's a tension there. So kind of the same thing here. People matter more to God than our own personal comfort and feelings. So kind of how do we maintain uh, the right balance? And Pastor Bonnie, you were the one who kind of brought this up. You know, we're, we still need to kind of take care of ourselves in that way. I was... I know I was talking to somebody who said that they've been praying for the situation and the virus situation and hearing about what's going on. And then they were just talking about the emotional weight and the emotional mm-hmm. tolls taking on that, on that mm-hmm. person because they're coming to God for all these things. And so it's tough, you know, where, I guess what's the balance or the tension again between um, kind of like taking care of yourself, but mm-hmm. also moving beyond your comfort zone 
and and saying, you know what, my personal comfort doesn't matter right now. Where, where how do we kind of manage that? Um, so I'll share first just something actually that um, that actually I've just been meditating on for a good a good week week and a half now um, because of the situation going on and because it's just so heavy you know there's just this this weight so so you know just in hearing the reports and the just thinking about the different struggles that people are facing right now. Um, you know, the serious struggles and the weight of it and, um, and how, so I was thinking about how God, you know, or how we're commanded in Galatians 6, 2, just to carry each other's burdens and in this way, fulfill the law of Christ. And, and I'm thinking like, how in the world, like, you know, can we carry the burdens of our brothers and sisters in Christ when the burdens right now seem so heavy in so many people's lives? But then, I was reminded of what Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. So, so we're called to bear one another's burdens, but then we're called to give those burdens to Christ. Like, it's it's a balance of the two. Like, yes, be burdened, but you don't have to carry those burdens around with you twenty four seven. We are also called now to lay them at the feet of of Christ and to you know, leave them at his feet. And, and I think that's really where the balance lies is, um, you know, supporting and then giving, giving it over to God, you know, supporting and then giving it over to God, receiving, you know, the burden from our, you know, bearing it with our brother and sister and then taking that burden and giving it over to God. Wow. That's really great. Pastor Bonnie. Um, I don't know. Do you guys have any thoughts? I thought that was really great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think health is also different than comfort, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you know, comfortable running ourselves ragged to the point where we have nothing left to give and are unable to give to others isn't helpful. <laughs> uh, but that's different than just being comfortable, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's an important distinction too, the difference between taking care of ourselves in a way that honors God is different than just being comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's important. And that's a good distinction to bring up as well. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Well, cool. Um, yeah, guys, I think it's been good. I think that's, uh, those are most of the things that I was kind of thinking with the sermon, um, for today. Uh, I will say, yeah, I got a little dicey. So thank you, Pastor Bonnie, for just clearing up what I was saying earlier. I don't want, I don't want anyone to be, what right. are you talking about? Like, I, did, I didn't want you to get any hate mail. You're saying you don't need, you don't believe the Bible and you don't care about our church? Like, no, that's <laughs> not what I'm saying at all. I'm sorry. I thought we'd have a discussion today. <laughs> we, we get so controversial on here. <laughs> no, so, um, yeah, did you guys have, I don't know if you had any other thoughts you want to share or from message or anything or? That's kind of what I is kind of where I was at today. So. What I want to know is after that, did Jesus heal the roof? Did he heal the roof? <laughs> That's what Rebecca said when we were listening. He, like she goes, oh, be like Jesus, fix it. Like, I mean, I'm sure those guys put it back together before they left. <laughs> I would hope so. Hopefully they did. Uh, so, well, I think that I don't know. I just think that maybe you know, 
Kelsey got a shout out on the uh, the sermon. Maybe she get a shout out in the podcast too. You know. Yeah, for sure. Holding yeah. It down. Sure. Being, awesome. Being 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 awesome as she is. I know for a fact that um, so um, we we the youth leaders we meet on on Sundays like after the sermon is all done. We do like a little. We do like our own like thing together just to kind of grow us. But um, when we meet. Kelsey usually is popping in and one of my favorite things about every time that she pops in she's always asking Christy about the next dessert that they're going to be getting for the house she'll be like are we getting donuts this week is it cakes this week I'm like Kelsey I like where your head is at okay so not only does she have a heart for people okay the girl know how to eat so I just want to shout her out right there you know what I'm saying she knows she knows what she's doing and I got to give her credit. She's honest. I'm thinking those same things, but I don't say them out loud because, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you don't? I've been watching your videos, Pastor Todd. Well, like well, you listen, this is, is a time a of extreme stress. So stuff's <laughs> leaking out all over the place, okay? <laughs> my my, my, my uh, image defenses are down, man. <laughs> yeah. Kelsey knows where it's at. Let me tell you, I... Uh... I braved I braved the uh, the grocery store for the first time in like two weeks this past weekend. Um, it was exciting. It was thrilling. It was also very stressful. And as I'm going through the baking aisle looking for, I think I was trying to find yeast. Um, and there was no yeast to be found. The, the shelf was completely empty where the yeast would have been. And so in my distress, I turned my head and saw... Um, a blondie brownie chocolate chip brownie blondie mix but it was like kodiak cake so it's like high protein like quote-unquote healthy um dessert mix and so i'm like all right well i'm stressed that looks really good i'm gonna get it everybody's gonna love it and hey it's it's healthy so you know that's cool (laughs) it has been hard it has been hard food Uh, has been Food has been my friend and my enemy all at once. <laughs> well, we were talking about it yesterday. You know, it's like the, with with the you know quarantine, you want to try to still be on top of what you're eating, or at least not be overeating. And also, too, going for walks or getting some kind of exercise like that helps as well. Because even I think even if like you were to maintain the exact same eating standards, but now you're just sitting at home, right. still worse for you. Like you're still going to notice a difference. So it's important to be. You know, get outside, walk around, helps you deal with, uh, I feel better. Like, yeah. go outside for a walk, I just feel better. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there is, the, with the food though, there is that tension of, you know, like I should be eating healthy, I should be doing all this stuff, you know, right? And then, but but yet then it's like, just don't, don't go shopping unless it's for the essentials. And when you're, you know, go shopping, you know, watch what you're buying because, you know, germs and the spread of the virus and, you know, fruit and vegetables might be bad and like all this stuff. And like, it, there's like so many, so much conflicting stuff. And it's like, I don't know what to do. I'm just going to get the Twinkies and leave. <laughs> <laughs> and they're pre-wrapped, so I don't have to worry about I all know. that. <laughs> I know, I know, <laughs> I actually heard somebody rebought Twinkies because they were done. But I, I, I heard that somebody like bought the IP for it or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they got rebranded and um, they, let me tell you, they do not taste the same because I've, we've oh, had you, oh, you can get them. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, but, but we've had the new Twinkies lately. I like oh. recently, like we just was like, hey, let's just taste test one, one time, right? And they don't taste the same at all. They are not the same. Do not buy Twinkies anymore. Wow. Okay. Like, well, you can, but they don't taste the same. 
Hello. All right, guys. Well, hey, it's been great. And uh, again, if you're listening, th- uh, thank you, Pastor Jamal, for bringing that up with Kelsey. We are yeah. doing what we're calling the Kelsey Project. And so um, be making some thank you cards for first responders and for nurses. Just write, you know, whatever, a sentence or two. Thank you. We love you. We, we know you're working so hard. Again, if you want to include maybe a scripture reference and you can drop that off at the church or mail it at the church, it'll be a really great way to bless our community. Thank you cards. Plus, we'll be doing gift cards cards and a lunch for those people as well just for the people at home do you want us to seal up those cards are you putting the gift cards in with the card are there separate things or uh i would say i don't think you need to seal them because we'll we'll probably put the gift card in them i think that's what the idea was right now so that's a good question though so we'll double check on that but i'm pretty sure you can just leave it unsealed that's fine and the other question that somebody had asked me yesterday was should we should we be signing the cards or not? I said, well, it's probably a good idea to maybe sign your first name and somewhere on there put First Assembly of God, you know, freeholds, you know, just to kind of. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have a post on social media today, kind okay. of making that a little more clear for everybody. I think most likely we're going to have, um, it'll just say like, love First Assembly of God okay. freehold. So it's kind of from the church. Okay. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but <clears throat> we'll have a post saying, given a little more detail but those are some good things to bring up so thank you Mm -hmm. on that so all right guys it's been great and we'll see you next time thanks so much